Well, hello out there, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig here. Welcome to the Really Real Deal, uh, our weekly Sunday message uh, here for February 7th. Um, God bless you all out there. I, I, I really appreciate you all who take the time to to view, and, and especially those of you who take the time to share, okay, to, to share this. Uh, you know, we're in a constant battle uh, with big tech, um, putting all types of pressure on uh, our numbers, depressing our numbers to make sure that fewer and fewer people hear uh, what thus saith the Lord um, through this this humble little servant here, Brother Craig. And um, yeah, I, I really, I like to make it very, very plain and clear. I'm not a genius, okay? I just, you know, the Lord gives me things to say. I, I listen to a, a lot of people that are smarter than me. I did study anatomy a little teeny bit. I didn't go to medical school, but in, in anatomy class, we had two ears <laughs> and one mouth, okay? And I got the message. All right, so anyway, um, what we're dealing with uh, today, I've got a, a, a few things. Um, the Democrat Party that's, you know, ruling over this nation now. This is like if you, you go in the Old Testament, okay, the people of God, uh, Israel, you know, they fell away from worship of the Lord. And they fell into uh, worship of other foreign gods, one Baal, B-A-A-L. And we we anglicized that to just say Baal, okay? Um, the worship of Baal, all right? And so this, um, and you all have heard of uh, King Ahab, Queen Jezebel, uh, you know, and Ahab was, uh, you know, from the the. the the people of Israel, Jezebel was a foreigner who came in and brought these foreign ideas from, you know, what today we would call like the big city. And in our country, we have this divide. Okay. And you have the, the big metropolises, uh, and then you have the regular folks. Okay. And so you have what they call the coastal elites. Okay. And these uh, are by and large, not everyone now, by and large, these are not people that believe in the righteousness of God. They don't believe in the founding of this nation. And you can like it or you can like it not, but this nation was founded by Christians. I didn't say it was founded by perfect people. Okay. It's not heaven. It's just the closest thing you're going to get to heaven in humanity. Because if you go around the world, even today with all the evil and wickedness that's going on today, even today, if you go to any place and, and you talk to anyone on the entire planet of earth, okay, and, you know, you go to the dispossessed, the people that are not the elite of that nation, and you ask them if they, if you could give them uh, an airline ticket uh, for them and their family, their loved ones to travel and to be relocated to any country on earth, okay, and get a fresh start. Where would they like to go? Okay. How many want to go to China? How many want to go to Cuba? How many want to go to Russia? How many want to go to Saudi Arabia? Okay. How many want to go, you know, anywhere in, in Africa? Okay. It's Black History Month. You know, 
you know, people with brown skin like me, you know, all this, you know, African stuff. How many of them want to go there to live? And, you know, they have so much negativity to say about America. How many want to go? How many would like to go and trade places with an African who would give his one of his arms to get to get here? OK, how many? None. None. Short answer. OK, none. All right. And so these people, uh, for the most part, they're liars. OK, and we got a lot of Bible study today and the word of God has a lot to say about lies and liars and evil and, and, and people who, you know, want to do evil. You know, I have Psalm 36 pulled up here. OK, this is a Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord. All right. The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. OK, that's the Democrat Party of America, folks. They have no fear of God. Anyone that would have a fear of God would be that they might have an inclination to do wrong, but the fear of the Lord would restrain them. OK, and so when people don't believe in God, don't fear God. They just, you know, take whatever that they've been taught in their childhood and just toss it in the trash can because a lot of these people, their mothers, their fathers, their grandmothers, their grandfathers, a lot, a lot of them were Christian people that they reared these children and, uh, you know, tried to do the best they could. And one of the key mistakes that people make is that you put them on a school bus and the school bus driver might as well have satanic horns, okay? because you're shipping your children off to Satan. You're subcontracting out a responsibility that God gave you. And many of our parents and grandparents unknowingly did that, okay? And ditto for the church, okay? So you see in the description of today's program, I start out with a critique of the Democrat leadership, a critique of the low-fat Republican leadership, and a critique of the decaffeinated Christian leadership okay and so we subcontract out to these people who they say hey follow me you know i'm the person with the answers i want to be a community leader okay i want to be an elected official i want to be your pastor i want to be your youth leader okay i want to be the big bad republican that keeps the democrats at bay okay no one puts a gun to these people's heads and makes them come out in you know, a word of God says to be careful when you seek leadership, because when you seek leadership, you will be judged by higher standard. And that is all I'm doing folks. Okay. I am judging these people by the high standard that they set themselves up for because they chose leadership. And look, same applies to me, okay? No, there's no gun to my head that makes me do what I do that I've done for 20 years, 13 of those years on the air, okay? There's, there's no one forced me to do this. You know, the Lord spoke and I said, here I am, Lord, okay? Use me. And so I did that of my own free will. And so what that necessarily means is that I am open to critique, okay? And I am to be judged by higher standard. Okay. And so I take that as a responsibility and I take it seriously. 
All right. And so it's very fair. And every now and then I get some comments here and I welcome your comments. OK, the negative comments tend to be trolls and idiots. And, you know, I, I never get a actually a serious critique. I would welcome a serious critique. OK, and that's all I'm doing. I'm offering to you a serious critique. We can't we don't have to just sit back and take it just because someone is in leadership. And, and, and we have to just accept whatever they give us, accept whatever they give our children, accept whatever they give our grandchildren. No, we do not have to accept that. We do not. OK, as a matter of fact, we have a responsibility not to accept it. The word of God. And if you are a, a Christian out there and I think most of my audience are Christians, the word of God says that we are required to sharpen our brother like steel on steel. OK. It is not a suggestion. It is a requirement. Okay. That doesn't mean we have to curse them out or, you know, get ugly, but we have to sharpen them. We have to critique them. We have to let them know when they are in error. And if they don't correct, when you let them know, we, we are required to replace them. Okay. Even within our churches, you know, if, if your preacher is a Reverend chicken foot, First thing you do, you go to your preacher or you go to your one of your elders. You go to uh, a deacon or the chairman of the deacon board. Okay, you make your concerns known. And if it can't be worked out privately, if they don't respect your disagreement with the direction that they're taking the congregation, then your next step is to bring it before the congregation. Now, if you're a part of a congregation and if they're cool with Reverend Chickenfoot being weak, okay, and, you know, let, let me give you uh, a Bible verse here for Reverend Chickenfoot, okay, uh, Second Timothy. If, if, they're, if they're cool with that, then now you have a decision to make, okay? Do you want to remain a part of that congregation? Is your... Uh, your family ties and your friendship ties, uh, you know, if you weigh that out uh, along with uh, or against the the, the doctrinal uh, differences, you, you have to make a choice. OK, then, you know, and I would suggest you project it out with, OK, if I stay here and my children stay here and my grandchildren stay here, you know, am I going to recognize my grandchildren in two generations? OK. And so that's a, you know, and that way you take it out of your heartstrings of, you know, this is the historical place I've been and you put it on the future and you're thinking about someone other than yourself, your children and your grandchildren. And did all with, you know, with, you know, there's a, there's a study that goes that and now I'm switching over to politics now. We, cause we, we talk about the, earthly things and heavenly things uh, here on the really real deal. Okay. And we, we live in the earth now. And so we have a responsibility to be salt and light everywhere we go. That includes folks. Okay. That's not just in our family, our personal affairs, but we are to be salt and light everywhere we go. Okay. When there's darkness, the lamp shines everywhere. It doesn't just shine where you would prefer it to shine. It shines everywhere. That would include politics okay and so but this study goes that most people have a very very low 
approval rating of Congress as a whole, and it hovers very close to single digits nationally, but people tend to have a high approval of their personal representative, okay? So now, figure that out, okay? People, they like their congressman, their senator, okay? Their delegate, all right? Their governor, okay? But uh, but as a, as a whole, they don't like the group, okay? We need to think a little bit about that. Anyway, I'm gonna try to get through everything a little quicker today. And so we, we're gonna give you uh, some of these uh, Bible verses. And um, so I, I'm gonna save this one for the preachers. I'm gonna put them in the order in which I did the description of today's program, okay? And so I started out with the Democrats and the uh their their transgression they they have they 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 say they say if in their hearts there is no god they have no fear of god okay uh psalm chapter 36 for he flattereth himself in his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful hateful okay the words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit he hath left off to be wise and to do good. Yeah, they leave they leave that off. It's just like whenever um, Barack Obama cites a quotation from the founding, he'll conveniently leave off the part that says from our creator. Okay, he he you I challenge you to find him citing the entire quote. Okay, I challenge you. Right, and goofball Republicans always say he forgot. How can a man forget 10 times? No, it's purposeful. It's purposeful, okay? He, desire, he deviseth mischief upon his bed. He setteth himself in a way that is not good. He does not hate evil, okay? All right, so this is, okay, read the whole chapter, okay? Psalms chapter 36. Okay, Psalms chapter 37. Okay, and this is encouraging the righteous to not worry uh, and, and to envy the evildoers. Okay, do not worry because of evildoers, nor be envious toward wrongdoers. They will wither quickly. Trust and rely on the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land securely delight yourself in the lord he will give you the desires and petitions of your heart commit your way to the lord trust in him also okay so this is encouraging us you know a little further down here cease from anger and abandon wrath do not fret it only leads to evil in other words the lord doesn't want us to be like them okay and so but we just simply cannot fight with lies and evil like them, but we do have to have the type of energy, the type of organization, the type of desire uh, th that they have, the type of commitment that they have. The, the evil and the wicked, are they're committed to evil and wicked, okay? <laughs> uh, now, earlier this morning, I'll tell you a little funny little story. The um, what was this movie? The Untouchables was on. And uh, so, and I, I had my, my sweet, wonderful wife. I, we got, we have to save this because I can't see it. I sat and watched for about five minutes. 
Okay. And uh, so the Sean Connery character, who is the, the old cop who knows the ins and outs, he's talking to the young Elliot Ness, who's played by Kevin Costner. Okay. And so he's asking him, how far are you willing to go? Okay. He's saying, do you really want to get Capone? Okay. Because if you really want to get Capone, you have to follow through. Okay. You can't start this thing and then not follow through. He says, because they will not stop. They will not stop. Okay. And so I could have just sat there right there and watched the whole movie all over again, but we just, we click save and we're going to watch it tonight while you all are watching the Super Bowl. We'll be watching the untouchables. Okay. And uh, I might watch the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I don't know. Just check to see if the old guy is winning. Since I'm getting to be an older guy myself, I'm rooting for Tom Brady to get Super Bowl ring number seven. And, uh, you know, the young guy, he has his whole career ahead of him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I might watch the fourth quarter. That would be it for me. Okay. But anyway, back to more important things here, what, what, what I'm sharing uh, with you. Um, that's uh, a, a little bit from the Democrat uh, leadership. And again, the, the reason why politics are important is because the, 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 uh, the tone of the nation, they established that, okay? And so and if you don't participate, you have to live under it, okay? You have to live under it, all right? So, you know, someone was... Um, celebrating the fact that the death penalty was uh, abolished in Virginia, my home state uh, from, from where we do these broadcasts. And uh, it was a Facebook post. So I replied that, uh, no, they only abolished the death penalty for criminals. They did not abolish the death penalty for the innocent. Okay. The guilty will no longer be put to death but the innocent will continue to be put to death, all right? And today is the second anniversary. It was two years ago that I stood on the front porch of the governor of the state of Virginia and, and said to him, thus saith the Lord, okay? There were, uh, it was a wonderful event. Um, about 2,000 Christians were there. There were about 15, I think there were 15 speakers that uh, took turns speaking. I was uh, very honored to to be the keynote, the final speaker uh, that day. And uh, you could find that speech uh, at my YouTube channel, uh, Nine Minutes of Truth in Richmond. Okay. And uh, my YouTube channel is Brother Craig the Hatchet Man, for those of you who don't know. But um, that was um, February 7th, um, 2019. Okay. Two years. Time flies two years ago. And uh, so, the, the the reason that uh, in the Shores, they organized that wonderful, wonderful couple, Chris and Diana Shores, they organized that. And um, the reason they organized that was because the governor of Virginia was, you know, heard giving an interview uh, endorsing a border side up to birth and even beyond birth, which is infanticide. Okay. And without apology, and, and, and he is a physician, okay? Not just a physician, he's a pediatrician, okay? So, um, and, and this was an, an attempt to mimic the law that was passed in the state of New York. 
And so there's this expansion of the death penalty for the innocent in utero and after birth, okay? So there's an expansion of that death penalty, but an elimination of the death penalty for adults who have murdered other, other human beings, okay? And so this is called evil, all right? So anyway, now on to the second portion of uh, what I listed in the description of today's program, because these are the people who commit sins of commission. They, they, they actively commit evil. Now, for that to prosper, watchmen have to commit the sin of omission, okay? They have to not do what thus saith the Lord. Now, you know, the Democrats, the atheists, the communists, the socialists, these, the Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, you know, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? You know, cook them in a pan and fry them like bacon or something. What? Cops or pigs, fry them like bacon, you know, all kinds of things, which this has been going on for years and years. This was going on before Trump was president. This has been going on for years, okay? So we know these evil, wicked people are gonna commit sins of commission. They're gonna actively go against the word of God. This is known, okay? In spite of the fact that many who call themselves by the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, okay? People who say that they are Christians, a lot of these people are under such deception that they vote for, for that. Okay, they vote for all of that evil. Okay, eliminating the border. Maybe their Bible, they don't have a, a book called Nehemiah in their Bible. Okay, or maybe their Reverend Chickenfoot preacher never preached from the book of Nehemiah. All right, and um, you can very easily find Brother Craig preaching on the book of Nehemiah. You go to my YouTube channel and you just search through, you know, all our Sunday sermon. There's dozens and dozens of them there, okay, on, on, on our YouTube channel, um, Brother Craig the Hatchet Man, okay? So the other side of that coin is when the people of God, those that say that they are, and again, they're watchmen, and again, no one put a gun to their head and made them pro proclaim themselves watchmen, all right? And I am justified in attacking them because the word of God does say that if the watchman does not sound the alarm, word of God, now this is not the word of brother Craig. He says the blood of the people are on the head of the watchman. But if the watchman does sound the alarm and the people don't respond, then the blood of the people is on the people, okay? And so who are the watchmen, okay? So every person that runs for a leadership position in politics at from local to, to state to federal, every last one of them, okay, if they're running as a Republican, they're running to say, hey, vote me the watchman on the wall. I'm going to go to the state house or I'm going to go to Washington or I'm going to go, you know, wherever, even if it's just the, the local county, okay? wherever it is, they are saying to you, in effect, I am 
running for the office of watchman on the wall. It's just that they're at a particular location on that wall based on which office they're running for, okay? And so, and if they fail, okay, the word of God says that they are supposed to sound the alarm, you know? I was privileged to speak yesterday at the uh, Henrico County uh, Republican uh, Party uh, monthly meeting. I, I spoke on behalf of a, a fellow Christian sister, uh, Winsome Sears, who's running for the office of Lieutenant Governor. Okay. And so I had a, a few things to share uh, in regards to her, a wonderful woman whom I've known for many years. And I think she would make an excellent Lieutenant Governor for the simple reason that she takes seriously the role of being a watchman and she's unafraid and will just take it to the enemy. She will not go in, in, a, in a campaign against the Democrat and try to play nice. She will not be tender and delicate, okay? And uh, let me give you this Bible verse on tender and delicate, okay? Because see, this is the problem we get with the watchman that refuses to be a watchman, even though they, they, they said, hey, hire me as your pastor. I'm the watchman on the wall for morality and, 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 and preaching the word of God. You know, hire me as to be the teacher of your children in the school system. I'm the watchman on the wall to teach your child the things that they're going to need to prosper in the world. Okay. Hire me to be your governor, your lieutenant governor, your attorney general, your congressman, your senator, your president. I'm the watchman on the wall. Okay. I'm going to protect this community. Okay. And they don't, they don't, they don't do that. Okay. Donald Trump did it better than any president in my lifetime as far as being a watchman on the wall, sounding the alarm, which is why they hate the man so much. Okay. Never seen a president fought against so much and who didn't cave. Okay. He caved on a few little things, but I'm not going to pick the man apart. I love Donald Trump. Okay. And, um, so, but, um, Deuteronomy 54 to 56. I normally just give you the whole chapter as an assignment. This is chapter 28 of the book of Deuteronomy, but this is a very, very long chapter. Okay. And it, and it's, it's somewhat repetitive, you know, do these things, God will bring you blessings, do these things, there will be curses. Okay. And so right here in the middle is the, the one that's tender and delicate. Okay. And so, and these are, this is the description of the people who proclaim that they are watchmen on the wall. It's what I call the low fat Republican and the decaffeinated Christian. Okay. So, you know, they want to play nice with the opponents of the ways of God. Okay. And say, make no mistake about it. These people, they're not just political opponents. Like if, if, if we win, we're going to put up red curtains in the office. And if they win, they're going to change the curtains. They just, they're going to put up blue curtains. No, these are significant. These are life and death differences. Okay. These are stark differences. These are word of God differences. These are differences that actually change the entire fabric of the nation. These are differences that, you know, you can be armed and able to take care of yourself and your family, or you can be disarmed and you can be at the mercy of the government, of criminals, of whomever, okay? Uh, I mean, these are 
huge differences in our Lord and Savior, our big brother, Jesus, the Christ. He said, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and purchase a sword. Okay. Today, he would say, you know, sell that extra car and go out and buy you some guns and some ammunition. Okay. Now, he also said he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. So he's encouraging us not to be the aggressors with our guns, but he's saying we need to have our guns. Okay. And so for Christians to vote for people that want to disarm uh, a, a, uh, a nation, really. And when you look back at history, every nation that's ever been disarmed, well, then millions of them were murdered. Okay. It's always before you murder them uh, or force them to knuckle under, you first must necessarily disarm them. Okay. And this is incontrovertible. This is a 100% provable, and there's no doubt about this, okay? And so we have to call out those that are, are in opposition to these things. It is an absolute requirement, okay? And so as a man of God, I have to do this, okay? It is a requirement. It is incumbent upon me as a man of God to do this. And if you are a man or woman of God, it is incumbent upon you to do it as well, okay? Or at a minimum, support those who are in the vanguard doing it, okay? And oppose those who are not. We've got another Bible verse here of, uh, you know, um, I think that's going to be from Ezekiel. Yeah, it will be from Ezekiel. We're going to get to that about, you know, because, you know, Reverend Chickenfoot's excuse to not be, be a man is that, you know, I'm not supposed to get in politics, okay? I mean, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So his light is only supposed to shine part-time. Well, he doesn't have a candle. He must have a flashlight with a button on it. He can turn it off when it, when it gets too hot and heavy, okay? Like a little sissy, all right? So this is Reverend Chickenfoot, all right? This is the low fat. I'm going to read three verses from chapter 28 of the book of Deuteronomy. OK, and so this is the low fat Republican, the rhino Republican, the, you know, Reverend Chickenfoot. OK, the decaffeinated Christian. All right. This, this is. And, and again, this is not the word of Brother Craig. This is the word of God. And if anyone out there thinks that I am misusing the word of God or I have a, 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 an interpretation of the word of God that is off. OK, or if that I should not apply it this way, you know, which would be like saying we, you, you're going to set our lamp up, but it's going to shine on 50 percent or it's going to shine on 75 percent. But Brother Craig, we don't want that lamp to shine everywhere. Well, it's the nature of a lamp to shine everywhere. The tender verse 50. OK, no, let me start here. Verse 54. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. So that verse 55, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat. Okay. Now, 
Let me pause right there because we're thinking of a a situation where in ancient times a, a city is just so ravaged that people have no food and so they have to they have to literally you know cook and eat human flesh okay but now think about in today's world where people create a financial obligation for generations for your children not and it's not just your children okay when you issue debt that is going to outlive you okay which thomas jefferson said it was a sin and it was immoral and it was horrible because it is intergenerational theft okay you're literally eating the sustenance of your children your grandchildren your great-grandchildren and I don't know how many generations out because the debt is so huge. You know, many people say it can never be paid. Okay. Like at some point, there's going to be this great big default. Okay. And since we owe so much of it to China, if we default and we say we're not going to pay you, China, are they going to send nuclear bombs our way? Are they going to send aircraft carriers our way? You know, what happens when you buy a car and you don't pay the bill. They sent a repo man to take that car from you, right? Now you understand that on, on that level. Think about it on this big level, okay? This is trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. People are literally eating the sustenance and they demand that the government fund this, fund that, give me, give me, give me, give me free, free, free. There's, your grandmother told you there's no such thing as free, okay? Mine told me she's 101. Was she wrong? Is Does free really exist? No, free does not exist. Transfer of obligation for payment exists, okay? Doesn't mean it's free. It just means that you got something that you didn't pay for it in a direct manner. You're paying for it indirectly, a good portion of it, and your children are paying for it. Your grandchildren are paying for it, and your great, you know, offspring you're gonna have that you're never gonna meet because you won't even be alive. But they will still have to pay your debt. Okay. So think of this in this way. And again, anyone thinks I'm misinterpreting the the Bible, you know, send you know, send, just type it up there. Okay. Send me a message. So, oh, I wish Reverend Chickenfoot would preach like this. <laughs> they, they do the same thing. I've been, I've been in church my whole life. Okay. <laughs> same 15 or 20 or 30 sermons over and over and over again, year after year after year after year after year. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, we're back at Again, this is chapter 28, book of Deuteronomy, verse 56 now. The tender and delicate among you, which would not adventure. Okay, no, I'm I'm supposed to be on verse 55, I'm sorry. So that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat. Okay, because he have nothing left in him in the siege. We, we are under siege in the straightness, wherein the enemies shall distress thee in thy gate. So, there's all this distress from all these enemies, okay? And so the tender and delicate man is going to think about himself, okay? He's not going to think about his children, his spouse, okay? 
He's not going to think about his brothers, his sisters, and I mean brothers and sisters in Christ in, in the sense of the, the church, okay? The, the larger, the larger, quote unquote, the church, okay? You know, denominations too, but Christians and brothers writ large, all right? He's not, not thinking about them, thinking about self. In other words, a person of the flesh, not a person of the spirit, okay? And so, you know, when you become a man or woman of the flesh, I mean, of the spirit, then it's easy to forget self, okay? If you're a person of the flesh, it's hard to forget self because self is the definition of the flesh. You are selfish. You indulge passion, desire, hunger, greed, need, whatever, okay? So final verse here, 56, okay? The tender and delicate woman among you. So we dealt with the tender and delicate man. Okay. So we're going, we're going, we're going to hit the sisters a little bit here now. The tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. Oh, ain't that cute? Her eye, listen now, just like the man. Her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom, toward her son, and toward her daughter. So she too is selfish. Okay. So this is this is these tender and delicate people that never want to face up against evil. Okay. They never have anything bad to say about the enemy. You know, they'll have a whole lot to say about like right now we're in primary season. And so our Republicans, they're going to have a whole lot to say about each other because each one wants to win the nomination. Okay. But quite often, once the nomination is won, all of a sudden they become tender and delicate. We're going to move on. All right. Now we have, so we're dealing in different types of leadership, okay? People who set themselves up to be a watchman or a watchwoman on the wall, but they don't sound the alarm. They really just, they want the, they want the position, but they don't want to really be a watchman, okay? It's so like Sean Connery asked, um, uh, brain freeze, Elliot Ness, um, Costner, like, it's like he asked Kevin Costner, well, what are you prepared to do? You know, are you going to go all the way? You know, once you start this thing, you got to see it through. <laughs> and I know that's not a very good Sean uh, Connery um, voice imp impression. Imp impression. That's, that's the best I could do. <laughs> anyway, so now... Reverend Chickenfoot here, again, um, decaffeinated Christian. I'm dealing in folks in leadership now, okay? Democrat, Democrat leadership, low-fat Republican leadership, decaffeinated Christian leadership, okay? And so we who are, have chosen that we're going to follow these people, you've chosen you're going to follow the leadership of the Democrat Party. I'm giving you something to think about, okay? 
we like me who follow the leadership of the Republican Party. Well, actually, I'm blessed to be one of the leaders in the Republican Party, not in an, in an official sense of having elected office because I've never sought nor will I ever seek elective office. But, you know, the role God has given to me is to give instruction to them, not to just follow whatever they want to do, but to go to them and say, like we're going to read uh, shortly in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, thus saith the Lord, okay? That's my role, okay? My role is not to follow these jokers. My role is to kind of buck them up so they can put some steel in their spine and they can tote a set of onions and they can trade those blueberries in and, and have a thing called spiritual testosterone, which is the in the era that we live in, this is what it's going to take, folks. Uh, this is what it's going to take, okay? So we're dealing with Reverend Chickenfoot here. Second um, Timothy chapter three, okay? Perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, okay? We just got through dealing with the tender and delicate, those jokers that are tender and delicate, okay? And you know what I mean. You know what I mean, okay? And you, and you have to, you have to think about root, the root of things, okay? Why, okay? Most important question in the world is why, okay? They teach us in journalism all these Ws, who, what, when, where. The most important one and the one that most people, I don't find it difficult, but most people find it difficult is why. Who, what, when, and where, they're very easy to determine. They're, they're, they're obvious. The why, okay? See, as a man of God, I have a thing called spiritual discernment, which the word of God says that the people of God would have, okay? And I encourage you to become a person of discernment, okay? And so you don't have to just accept when someone gives you a weak why, okay? You want to be a person of discernment. You want to calm your passions down, be analytical, and ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you into the why, okay? You want a spirit of discernment, okay? You want to be able to discern the difference in things now, Okay, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Okay, part of that is that we sent them off to, we subcontracted out that parental responsibility years ago. And so rather than you teaching your child, an enemy was teaching your child. And so they've taught them things that go against your beliefs and you didn't know it, okay? And so you have a child that you think you have put, yeah, you put the food in them and the clothes on their back and the shelter over their head and the car and the insurance, yeah, you've done that. But the ideas, the beliefs, quite often someone else has done that, okay? So we get to this point where they're disobedient, okay? Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, 
truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Okay, let's stop right there. Okay, false accusers. We who are Christians, conservatives, and Lord help you if you if you check all of these boxes. If you are a white male Christian conservative Republican, Lord help you. They will falsely accuse you of everything. Okay, Donald Donald J. Trump. Think about this now: a billionaire who is loved by the everyman the common man who identifies more with the common man, okay? He's basically a guy off the job site, like a contractor, except, and I've been around guys like that my whole life, okay? Tell, I'm telling you what I know, okay? Ordinary guys who they don't worry about having a bunch of polish and being able to say things. They might have some off-color jokes on the job site and whatnot, but just good-natured people, everyone pulling together, trying to get the job done, you know? The carpenter, the electrician, the plumber, the roofer, the drywall guy, the painters, okay? Everyone just pulling together, the planners, you know, the, I mean, just everyone pulling together to make this thing happen, all right? And it's just so happened that he's just so very successful at it that where I've been around guys that do this on houses, well, he does it with skyscrapers, but it's the same thing. You just do it over and over again. You know, you do it 50 stories rather than a one, two or three story house. You're doing it. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same dynamic. It's the same type of people. Okay. And so, but his rich friends want him to be with them, not with the every man. Okay. And so what do we have here? And again, I'm reading straight from the word of God, false accusers. Okay. So they falsely accuse this man who's standing in the gap for us. He didn't need to do this. Already famous, already rich, already powerful, already has everything. I mean, you know, loved by everybody, Republican and Democrat. Okay. You see all these pictures with all these uh, pulpit parents pimp Negro preachers grinning with Donald Trump, okay? There's Jesse Jackson, there's Al Sharpton, there's this one, there's that one. They all want to get in on the photograph and grin. Jesse Jackson with those uh, rat cheeks grinning and them old crazy eyes and the thumbs up. There's Jesse Jackson there, you know? Al Sharpton looking like he just oozed out from under a, a moss-covered rock. You know, I mean, <sighs> There's, there's, there's all of them, okay? There's photographs of him being uh, honored uh, on the same stage with Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali, okay? They've given him all these awards of, for all the money and the goodwill he's shown toward blacks all these years, okay? The man gets to be president all of a sudden. The same man that they loved, they gave awards to, they receive money from, they're in photographs with the same man. All of a sudden, he's a racist. He hates black people. All of a sudden, he's anti-Semitic. His daughter, his son-in-law, and his grandchildren are Jewish. 
and yet they accuse him of anti-Semitism. And Reverend, these Negro preachers, I can't stand a Democrat, evil, wicked, pulpit pimp Negro preacher. I can't stand them, okay? And they spew this evil out towards people, and then people go away hating a Donald Trump that they know nothing about. They don't know the history of this man. They don't know what this man has been through. They don't know that he has Jewish grandchildren. They just, they repeat what their preacher tells them. They repeat what CNN tells them, okay? I have family like this that have just absorbed this crap from their preacher, from the news, okay? And you can't even talk to them. You can't say anything to them, okay? Because they already, they hate this man. Why do they hate this man? What does the word of God say, okay? False accusers. No natural affection. There was no natural affection in between in those photographs with Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and Donald Trump. There was just two greedy Negroes was happy that Trump wrote them a check. And, they, and he's famous. And now they're going to get a little bit of the glory from him. They're in the photograph. It's, they, didn't, they didn't love, honor, and respect that man. They were there to get his money. There was no natural affection. You know? Incontinent, fierce. Aren't these people fierce? We saw the whole summer how fierce they are. From Barack Obama telling his followers, get in your neighbor's face. And you can see that Negro. Yes, I call Barack Obama a Negro. And I meant it. I will not take it back. You can fact check me till the cows come home. I call Barack Hussein Obama a Negro, okay? He is a poverty pimp Negro politician. Just like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, they are pulpit pimp Negro preachers. And I despise them, okay? And somebody, you can take a little clip of this of me saying it, and you can put it out there for, um, what's this? Black History Month. I don't care, okay? The truth is the truth. And the things that this man said and did to divide this nation to, you know, he had eight years as president where he could have very easily had told uh, black America, look, you know, the sins of the past are over. It's a new day. You know, look at me how, you know, these people have welcomed me to be president of the greatest country. And I love my country and I want to make it better. No, instead he says, we're going to fundamentally transform this country, okay? And so they're ushering in communism. They're just mad there was a four-year pause in that. They went from eight years of Obama. They thought it was going to be eight years of Hillary so they could put a knife in this country. But Trump stood in the way. And so now they've gotten rid of Trump. Now they have uh, Obama's senile, old, uh, wicked, evil, lying, thieving, Wife cheating, uh, Joe Biden, okay, stole his wife, Jill Biden, from her husband before his wife died. And they tell this lie that they met after she was divorced and after he was a widower, okay? A complete and utter lie, okay? And so these people, no natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good, okay? They despise me. I'm a, 
you know, as best I can and in my humanity, a good man. They despise me. Okay. Donald Trump, as best as he can be in his humanity, a good man. They despise him. Okay. Christians all over as best they can in their humanity, being good people, doing good deeds. Christians are despised. Okay. Word of God right here. Second Timothy chapter three, they would be despisers of those that are good, okay, and, and and fierce, okay, and we saw the fierceness, that old crazy Puerto Rican chick from New York with the lipstick and the bug eyes, okay, always saying something that's extremely fierce and evil and wicked, uh, Maxine Waters, always something, you know, fierce and wicked, she said, if you see these Trump people, get in their face, if you see them in a restaurant, Get in their face. If you see them at the shopping mall, don't let them have, uh, you know, think that they're welcome to come here. Chase them home. This is a congresswoman. Oh, evil Negro woman in the United States Congress says things like this repeatedly and for years. Okay. And she didn't just start this with Trump. She used to talk about Bush the same way. And she gets reelected time and time again. Apparently the people in her congressional district, they like that. They like that, but they think they're Christians. These Negroes think they're doing the will of God to vote for that evil woman. And again, second Timothy chapter three, fierce. This woman is fierce. Okay. These people are fierce in their opposition to God's program, to godly ways, to godly government. They are fierce and many of them. And you find them, I mean, there's plenty with uh, Joe Biden, there's plenty with Kamala Harris, okay? Kamala Harris used to brag about all the black men she put in jail, used to brag about it, okay? Joe Biden bragged. He said, we do everything except hang them. This was the crime bill in 1994. He was a senator, the lead senator on this. He bragged about this in a speech. Look it up. He said, we do everything except hang them for jaywalking. That is a direct quote from then Senator Joe Biden. Fierce, fierce, okay? And we, and we think we're going to send a Boy Scout up against these kind of people? You know, someone that can quote the Constitution? Big whoop. You can quote the Constitution. Can you fight? No, you cannot fight. You know, you can't fight. You're tender and your hind parts is delicate. Okay? You better read chapter 28 of the book of Deuteronomy right there in the middle of the chapter verses 54 to 56 you will see yourself okay tender and delicate oh and constitution oh I think the democrats they're gonna be so sorry because this is against the constitution the people are not gonna take it the people are gonna revolt and in the next election the people are gonna kick them out oh I think the democrats are going too far yeah right yeah right Anyway, let me calm down, okay? I got some throat tea here. All right. I'm going to finish up with 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
it says they're traitors. Okay. They accuse Donald Trump of being a traitor, but they are the traitors. Okay. They are heady. They are high minded. They are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Okay. Verse five. Okay. Having a form of godliness, a form of godliness. Okay. Now I went to a church most of my life where the singing was just whoo, off the chain. Great emotional singing. If that's what I, you know, a lot of black churches are like that. They have excellent music. Okay. Excellent music. All right. A tremendous display of emotion. And that's what I call, okay. And I'm just, I'm just a person. I'm reading the word of God here and I'm interpreting it as best I can with my personal experience, which is vast. Okay. Form, form, a form is something on the outside. Okay. That creates a shape. That's a form. Okay. A form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And it says from such turn away. I did not write that, but I do not hesitate to quote that. Okay. From such turn away. Okay. So, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, okay? Now, this, this is typically where I go into a little bit about Kamala Harris, but you all have probably heard it by now, so I'm going to resist that temptation in the interest of time, okay? But um, ever learning... Yeah. Okay. Think about this now. How many PhD degrees a lot of these demonic people have? Okay. Some of the craziest people want to major in psychology. Okay. A degree from here, a degree from there. Okay. People can't think their way out of a wet paper bag, but they have four or five degrees. It's like they've been in school their whole life, never have done anything. Just they've been in school their whole life. Okay. You got some joker 35 years old with six degrees. Well, he's never done anything. He's been in school getting those six degrees his whole life. Okay. Word of God right here. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Okay. I'm going to stop right there. All right. And so now we've covered, okay, I told you I was going to give you Ezekiel 38. I'm going to give you that. Then we're going to close down. I've held you all. Thank you. I see several of you still there. I appreciate you being there. Um, Ezekiel chapter 38, okay? And again, this is for Reverend Chickenfoot who says he's not supposed to talk politics from the pulpit, okay? His light, in other words, his lights only have limited shine ability, okay? He has a, a damper on his light. His light doesn't just go all around. It's just, it's a directional light, okay? It's, it's like a little spotlight. Oh, we're going to shine it here. We're going to shine it there. We're going to shine it over there. We're going to shine it to make sure you pay some money. We're going to shine it to make sure you sing this song. We're going to shine it to make sure you turn the other cheek. 
We're going to shine it over here to make sure you pray for this low down president. Now, they won't call Joe Biden low down. I call him low down. He's evil and wicked. OK, we just went through him uh, at the beginning of today's program. All right. Um, I've covered before. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of that again from the book of Jeremiah. It says, don't pray for them. Don't pray. Reverend Chickenfoot says, pray. Word of God says, don't pray. Who are you going to believe? Okay. That Reverend Chickenfoot has an interpretation. He can quote a particular Bible verse that says, pray. I can take the Bible verse that he quotes and read the whole chapter and show you that that does not apply to Joe Biden or anyone evil. Okay. Now he can't go to my quotes from the book of Jeremiah and show that where it says don't pray that it should apply to Joe Biden. And if anyone thinks I'm wrong, uh, just message me. I challenge these people. Okay. But then I've been challenging people for 13 years. <laughs> okay. Never, no one's ever taken me up on it. Okay. And we are supposed to reprove. We're supposed to do this. Okay. So don't tell me, Brother Craig, Christians shouldn't talk like this. Paul took Peter to task. It's right there in the New Testament. Okay. We are supposed to do this. You know, and I'm not doing it with hatred. I'm doing it in the interest of getting the truth out. Okay. So now Ezekiel chapter 38. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, okay, that's how it starts, all right? And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, okay? So Ezekiel is telling you it's not his word, okay? And me, little old brother Craig, I'm telling you it's not my word, okay? I just don't shy away from sharing it, okay? Son of man, set thy face against, okay, I'm just going to do a blank here. It's, it, here. it says Gog in the land of Magog, okay? I'm just, but for, I want us to think about our time, okay, where we live, all right? So set thy face against blank, okay? That's the leader of the land of blank. That's the place, okay? The chief prince of blank, okay? Uh, the chief prince would be one of the other, you know, the, the, these are a princes like a ruler, okay? And it says, and prophesy against him, all right? And you see this time and time throughout the, the Bible, okay? That where the prophet is sent, they, you know, they don't send the prophet to Sister Susie who was gossiping at against her neighbor at the fence with Sister Sally. You know, they over there, they talking about Sister Betty. And I know Reverend Chickenfoot, you know, he might have to deal with that in his congregation because Sister Betty is upset and she went, oh, Reverend Chickenfoot, you know, they, they talking about me. Okay, so he has to take time to deal with that, okay? But the word of God sends the prophets to the kings and the rulers. Okay, to the priests, to the religious leaders. Okay, to the word of God sends the prophets to people in leadership. Okay, you know, Jesus spoke against leaders. 
okay, the leaders of the of the um, religious community of his day, okay. So, you know, but Reverend Chickenfoot, he's not. Oh no, he can't do that. He can't do that. Why can't he do it? The book that he reads from, everyone else did it, but he can't do it. I mean, give me a break. Um, now, son of man, set thy face against this one of this land and his and the chief princes. Okay, prophesy against them, and say, "Quote, thus saith." The Lord God, behold, I am against thee. Okay, so now, why can't our Christian leaders do that? Why can't our Christian leaders say to the Democrat party, okay, why can't they go to the Democrats in the land of D.C. and the chief of the country, Joe Biden, and prophesy against him and say to Joe Biden and the Democrats in Congress and the the um, the people that control media, like, you know, all of the tech giants that we're hearing so much about and the, the people that fill our children and grandchildren's heads with all kinds of things like, you know, little Timmy, if you want to be uh, become little Tabitha, you know, it's really OK, you know. We're not going to let your uh, evil old mean grandpa hatchet uh, get in the way of that. Okay. Because these things happen, people. These things happen. Okay. Young people go, they have surgery to change themselves and, and then they, they get back, you know, they, they, they grow to get a little older and they have all this regret, you know, he, you never have a, a grandson. He's had a chopadectomy, and now he can't give you any grandchildren because they, they he allowed them to cut his equipment off and inject his body with chemicals, and he's just all messed up. And quite often, these kids they commit suicide. Okay, but while this was happening, you didn't say anything. Your preacher didn't say anything. Your politician didn't say anything. Your school teacher didn't say anything. But this happened, and this happens all over the nation, okay? So, again, we're back to Ezekiel chapter 38. Thus saith the Lord. Oh, he was instructed to say thus. So he wasn't instructed to say, you know, I, Brother Craig, think you ought to do thus and so. No, he's instructed to say, thus saith the Lord, okay? Thus saith, the, so he's supposed to use the name of God. He's supposed to let them know who told him. Okay. The Lord told him, behold, I, now the I here is the Lord. I am against thee. All right. Oh, Joe Biden. Oh, Governor uh, Northam. Oh, Governor this one. Oh, Governor that one. I am against thee. All right. I will turn thee back. I will put hooks in thy jaws. I will bring thee forth with all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Okay. And so when it goes on, it says, be thou prepared and prepare for thyself thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee and be thou a guard unto them, okay? And so this is 
instruction to we who are in leadership to be prepared and we're supposed to be a guard, okay? And so the people that have uh, claimed that they are watchmen on the wall, they're not being a guard, you know? Why are they there? You know, maybe next week, well, we're gonna close it out now, but maybe next week we'll talk about um, John chapter 10, which, uh, you know, actually Jesus has several stories in John chapter 10, but uh, primarily it's the good shepherd and the hireling, the thief, you know, the one that uh, doesn't come by, by the door, but sneaks in through the window, you know, the hireling who won't fight. Uh, but when things get tough, he runs because he's just there for hire. He's there for money. He's there for self. He's there for flesh. He's not there for love of the spirit because he has kinship with the father. You know, the true son has kinship with the father and will inherit the sheep, the true son. Okay, so the true son, there's um, there's true um, there's true love, there's true respect. You know, there's a lot going on. So maybe we'll deal with that next week and we'll just roll in all of these things uh, that we see unfolding before our very eyes. Um, I did promise you I would give you Jeremiah. Uh, do not pray for them. And so then we'll just close out. All right. So then um, again, this is for my Christian brothers and sisters who listen to their preachers and, and their lay leaders who tell them to pray for any president. Okay. You, you know, you're not supposed to use the word of God to judge is the president good or evil. Is he leading us righteously? You're not supposed to do that. You know, you're supposed to just be like a sheep. Okay. And follow. Okay. Well, Jesus, and again, we're going to cover this next week where Jesus says, the sheep know his voice and they'll follow him, but the sheep won't follow the one that is not the true leader of the sheep. Jesus said that. Why does your preacher contradict Jesus? Okay. You're supposed to not judge. You're supposed to not use, you know, the, the good sense God gave you. You're supposed to just follow. Okay. And you're supposed to pray for the success of this man. Okay, word of God. Jeremiah chapter seven, verse 16. As for you, do not pray for this people and do not lift up cry or prayer for them and do not intercede with me for I do not hear you. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 14. Therefore, do not pray for this people nor lift up a cry or prayer for them for I will not listen when they call to me because of their disaster. Jeremiah 14, 11. So the Lord said to me, quote, do not pray for the welfare of this people. Word of God, not the word of Brother Craig. And I think that's enough for today, folks. Uh, I really appreciate you being there. Now, I will pray for you Okay, uh, I love each and every one of you, and I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, and that the Lord would lift his countenance up upon you and give you peace. 
And as I like to say, it is the peace that surpasses all understanding. God bless you all out there and uh, keep your spirits up. You know, all is not lost. It's, uh, it's, it's tough, but we are the people of God and we will get through this. Okay. So until next week, unless the spirit hits me and I give you a, a little, a, a little quick hit in the middle of the week, uh, until, until then, uh, we're going to see you next week, folks. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. God bless you.